You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Peter's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 155. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you today. But before we get started, let me talk to you about a new sponsor for the show, My Sheets Rock. They've created the regulator sheets, which regulate temperature while you sleep, keeping hot sleepers cool and cold sleepers comfortable. Because they're made from bamboo rayon, which transfers body heat two times better than cotton sheets. They're extremely breathable and soft, so you'll get the best night's rest. If you don't know my past, I used to sell sheets, believe it or not. And so I know a little bit about sheets. I'm kind of a a sheets snob to the point where, look, I ain't sleeping anything that's under 400 thread count. Sometimes 500. These sheets are really cool. They They sent me a couple. And they're now my new sheets. And the fact that they are better than cotton really helps. Uh, It definitely transfers the body heat, like I said. I really like them. And check them out. It's My Sheets Rock. And you can check it out at MySheetsRocks at MySheetRock.com slash Steve. And enter code Steve for 10% off and free shipping. That's MySheetsRock.com slash Steve with a promo code Steve. Also, remember that now, I don't know why it took me about 152 podcasts to do it, but now all of your ads that if you're listening to this and you're not writing it down or whatever, and you're like, oh, there was something that Steve advertised, uh, I want to check it out, just go to the details portion of the podcast, which is on um, wherever you listen to it. If you If you go to the description... If it's on Apple Podcasts, go to details, and I'll have that particular podcast, any ads that I read in that podcast, it'll be on there, and it's also on my website on the day I post that article as well. So check that out. Before we get started talking Temptation Island with Gavin Rocker this week, I want to talk a little Bachelor stuff, so if you don't want to be spoiled for Peter's season, you might want to tune out for the next 10 minutes or so. But let's get started with the fact that they are down to the final three, and it is Victoria Fuller. Hannah Ann Sluss, and Madison Pruitt. Kelsey Weir was eliminated at the Final Four Rose Ceremony. I know a lot of you asked, how could he keep Victoria around? You got to remember, what I reported last Monday, which subsequently came out when he was approached by Marissa Pence on the hometown date, she told him about Victoria's past. I just had a feeling it was what I said that that next day. I just had a feeling he was going to keep Victoria. I didn't think a 10-minute conversation with Marissa was going to change his mind about a girl that he essentially has built up a month-long, quote-unquote, relationship with. And I'm sure he was bothered by it. I'm sure it really – I'm sure he had questions. But I do I honestly think that when Peter spoke to Victoria about what he heard from Marissa earlier in the day, Mar- uh, that Victoria just said, oh, yeah, no, I did that. Of course not. Of course she's going to deny it. Uh, of course, she's going to say that never happened. Um, I know otherwise, and she can. if she wants to say it never happened, then we need to sit her in a room or get her on a phone call with the women that I spoke with who are no longer with their husbands because of relationships they had with Victoria Fuller. So she can say whatever she wants. 
she needs to talk to those people and do it publicly because that's what happened. Anyway, but obviously it wasn't enough for Peter, and he kept her around. So now we're in the final three with two women that couldn't be more opposite of each other in Madison Pruitt and Victoria Fuller. Um, I think Hannah's kind of somewhere in the middle there, but, um, you know, if you ask me who's he going to pick, like, I, I at this point, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really think that, um, I mean, you look at, we've had people in the past, you know, someone like a Corinne that made it to the finals or something like that, where they were really different. But I, I don't know if we've ever seen two women make it this far. And if and if Madison and Victoria end up being the final two, it'll for sure be two of the most opposite women we've ever had in the finals, probably since Tenley and Vienna. But, I mean, you just look at it. And Madison Pruitt is a very Christian woman from Alabama. This girl is someone who does a lot of, who's done missionary work overseas. And then you got Victoria Fuller, who has literally one of the worst reputations of anybody that I've ever heard of in the history of the show, and who has broken up marriages. Um, how many marriages she's broken up is in question. Um, I know who I spoke to, and uh, she was the main culprit in at least uh, one or two marriages. So, you know, how how, – I'm sure Madison is – I don't know what Madison knows about Victoria at this point. Probably not a lot, um, but especially about her past. However, they couldn't be more opposite in in the way they present themselves as well because as – I mean, you go back to the Revolve date – the group date in the beginning of the season, that was the fashion show. And Victoria was the one that was most scantily clad dressed. Um, she's the only one that uh, made an effort to kiss Peter on stage. And, you know, I I just I have a feeling that um, the physical connection with Victoria is outweighing the mental connection with her especially since he knows what he knows now after Marissa told him. So we'll see how it plays out. I, I really don't know. I think Peter is someone who cares about his image, and he's not going to want to be with someone that already is behind the eight ball with a lot of the viewers and um, certainly someone that looks like she's going to be set up as the villain for the back half of the season. So, I, 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 But I can't tell you. I mean, I don't know who what goes through Peter's mind, and I don't know who he's going to pick. Um, you know her past. Peter knows a portion of it, but obviously was only only knows about 10 minutes of it. If Victoria makes it to the final two, she meets his parents. I know his parents follow along online. I'm sure they're very well aware of what I reported last week. Are they going to even allow him to get with somebody like Victoria? I don't know. My guess would be no, but maybe they express their concerns and Peter says, thank you, I'll take it into consideration, and still picks her anyway. We we really don't know. But she's going to have one of the hardest times post-show that probably any contestant has had. Luke obviously had one last season. But I, I think Victoria is going to have one uh, just because of everything that everybody's saying already um, based on what I reported. So... It's going to be interesting, and um, you know they're in Australia right now. They went to Gold Coast for the overnights. They're going to be in Alice Springs for the final rose ceremony. Chances are not a lot of pictures get out, especially 
uh, when they're down to the final three, they keep that stuff uh, pretty tight, pretty close to the vest. I don't see a lot of pictures getting out. Hell, we got zero pictures from Costa Rica, Chile, and Peru. So I, I really doubt we're going to get any from Australia. But if something comes up, I'll share it. So uh, right now they're in the middle of uh, overnight dates, and then he'll eliminate somebody. Probably I think the rose ceremony will be Saturday or Sunday, depending on what day they started overnights. Um, and then next week will be you know each woman getting their final date and then meeting his parents. And and so end of next week, 16th or 17th, should be the final rose ceremony. And then hopefully stuff will start getting out after that. So uh, I will keep you updated. But I wouldn't expect any sort of updates on what's going on in Australia and what happens at the end of the show until the you know the week of um, the week before Thanksgiving. So stay tuned there. Another thing I want to get to is um, it's an unfortunate thing, but it's something that you guys have asked a lot about, and that is you know Bachelor contestants coming on the podcast and whatnot. And as you've known recently. There just hasn't been a lot of them that have come on, and I can tell you why. They can't. And I've asked around, and I've asked people, I've asked some people that have been on this past season of Paradise, and they're like, yeah, I'll do it, but you've got to wait a little bit because they're being really strict. And obviously, I'm public enemy number one of the show. I'm not on the approved podcast list for any contestants to go on, at least the main contestants that were on this season. We're going to get stragglers here and there, uh, people like Luke uh, Parker from Hannah Season that, you know, doesn't care, but um, they are, for whatever reason, if you go back, you know, I've been doing this for two and a half years now, coming up on three years, De- uh, December will be three years that I've had this podcast. You know, when I first started this, you go back to any current Bachelor Nation podcast uh, right now, you go back, just go back to their first episode. Every single one of them was after me, started after me. And I'm not saying that as some sort of bragging thing. I'm just, it's factually correct. Like, I was the first one to start interviewing contestants from this franchise on a podcast. Now everyone does it, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is it hurts because those podcasts are being done by contestants of this show, and a lot of the contestants feel a lot safer going on with contestants of this show, not to mention the show approves them uh, uh, doing it. And so I'm at a point right now where I will do my best to get you the best guests that I can, but you got to understand – you know, there's an official Bachelor podcast now with Rachel and whoever her co-host is. They're just, you know, that's who you're going to see. People that are freshly eliminated and people straight out of a paradise are going to be doing shows like that as opposed to coming on mine. It's just, it's just fact now. And I will get you as many as I can. We're obviously doing Temptation Island every week. Um, and I will get you some people. We'll get some people from past seasons. But, you know, getting somebody that's really recent and really in the news on uh, stuff like this, it's just not going to happen. And trust me, I've asked. And they've just said, I, we need to wait because they're really cracking down on us. I said, all right. You know, there's nothing I can do. Um, but I'm still going to do this podcast every week, get you guests in the reality TV world, and not just stick to Bachelor stuff. I wish I could, but it's unfortunate the way it is now. Uh, a couple other things to get to. Breakups in the last week of Bachelor Nation. John Paul Jones and Tasha. Okay. And Demi and Christian, I mean, are we surprised by either of these? You knew, you knew about Demi. You knew before the show she was planning on bringing her girlfriend down. And I think the actions post-show, you know, Demi is somebody that is absolutely 100% kind of telling us all the time what she's doing and who she's hanging out with, Nick Vile. And I think that um, to see that this is something where 
all you got to do is look at social media and see for someone who posts as much as Demi does, the fact that she never included her own fiance in any of her Instagram stories or any of her Instagram posts since the finale aired probably tells you a lot about what she thought of the relationship. How many times has Demi Burnett been on Dance with the Stars cheering Hannah on since Hannah started on her journey on Dance with the Stars? How many times has Demi Burnett had her fiancé sitting next to her on that show? Anybody? Anybody? I'll answer that for you. The answer is zero. So you just make your own determination on how serious you think Demi took her relationship with Christian. And if this gets back to her, Demi doesn't like me, so I'm sure she's going to make some smart-ass remark because she's 25 years old going on 14. And I'm just telling you, it there there's there's a lot more there. And let me just say I'm exploring it. And I'm exploring it, and we'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I don't know just yet. But the things that I've heard and the things that I'm being told are painting a lot different picture of the co-statement that was released last week on Demi and Christian's Instagram pages. I think it was released on Halloween night. Let's just say that, okay? Also, John Paul Jones and Tasha. I told you in the beginning that this wasn't really another serious relationship as well. And even their stories that have been coming out since then uh, aren't really matching up. Um, you know, it was tough for them to do a long distance relationship, which I totally understand. Makes sense. Been there myself. Yes, it is very tough to do a long distance relationship. However, one week after John Paul Jones makes the move out here, they announce a breakup. So it's like, okay, well, huh? How how much of an effort did you actually give this? Which probably means nothing. I mean, they, they, you know, I understand that Taisha said on a podcast this week, he didn't move out here for me. That was not, I know that. Other people are reporting that. That's not why he moved out here. He moved out here to be an actor, and it's a lot easier for him to go to auditions if he's living in L.A., which totally makes sense. I agree with that. Uh, however, I don't think this relationship was ever going anywhere. I told you back when the finale aired, it was going nowhere, and they were basically not even really a couple. I don't even know why they played the charade for the last month, making people think that they were really giving it an effort when, uh, honestly, they weren't. So. Don't be surprised. Shouldn't be surprised that John Paul Jones and Tasha broke up. Definitely don't be surprised that Demi and Christian didn't make it either. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, coming up in a little bit. But anyway, that's enough Bachelor stuff. Had 15 minutes for you there. Um, we're going to have Gavin Rocker from Temptation Island on, the Gavin and Asonica couple. One thing that I missed, and I this is totally on me after the interview was over and about 10, 15 minutes afterwards, I was thinking about the interview and I was like, Holy crap. I didn't even ask Gavin about sucking toes. I can't believe I, I I can't believe I didn't do that. So dumb of me. Um, but yeah, so I apologize up front. I forgot to ask Gavin about sucking toes in the jacuzzi and, um, yeah, so there's that. Sorry about that, but, uh, still a good interview. Nonetheless, Gavin's a really funny guy. Uh, I am really enjoying getting to know these contestants last year. As you know, we only had Casey on every week, which was fine, but this year it's a little bit different. You know, we're getting everybody from the main couples, uh, coming on the show. We've had Ashley H and Casey. Then we had Ashley G and Rick, and now we're at Gavin this week. So next week I'm assuming we're going to have a Sonica on as well, uh, as another guest, I believe. So Without any further ado, but before we get started, I do have another advertiser this week, a new advertiser to get to, and then it'll be Gavin Rocker, uninterrupted for the whole podcast. 
And that new sponsor for this episode is Onyx and Rose. CBD oils, you know people, are the new craze. And honestly, I had no idea about them until I talked with Onyx and Rose. And I think the biggest misconception that a lot of you are getting is, oh my God, I'm going to get high if I take a CBD oil. And that's that's not the case. CBD is not going to get you high. It's one of the many chemical compounds found in hemp that interact with receptors in our bodies to produce therapeutic benefits for the mind and body. And for me, this is something that I was like, let me try it out because I had no idea what I was getting into with something like this. Um, Onyx and Rose, they offer capsules. They've got uh, bath bombs or yeah, bath bombs. They've got capsules. They've got oils, bliss bombs. But for me, I've just been kind of taking the capsules daily and it makes me it makes me feel relaxed. Like I said, it doesn't make you feel like you're high or anything like that. It also works on pets as well. Um, that helps pets that struggle with pain, inflammation, anxiety, uh, older pets. Um, this is something that is actually kind of a, kind of a calming, soothing thing since I've been taking them because I was never I've never been a guy that's been a vitamin guy or anything like that. But because they came to me and said, "Will you try it out?" I said, "Sure," and I tried it out. And I kind of dig the capsules. They make they 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 really make me feel kind of a, a calmness uh, over me every day. And it's just kind of like, okay, I like this. And all Onyx and Rose products are made with 100% American and organically grown hemp. And are third party tested. They post all of their lab reports to give customers a peace of mind. So this is something you can actually check out online and see exactly what's in what you are taking. Not many companies do that. We've got a special deal for you. So you can try Onyx and Rose products for yourself and save 15% off. Visit onyxandrose.com slash Steve and use the code Steve at checkout. You must be 18 years or older and live in the United States to take advantage of this offer. Again, that's onyxandrose slash Steve, O-N-Y-X-A-N-D-R-O-S-E.com slash Steve to learn more about their full selection of CBD oils, capsules, bliss bombs, bath bombs, and pet products. And be sure to use the code Steve at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. Now, let's get going. Podcast number 155 with Temptation Island's Gavin Rocker. All right, let's bring in our guest. We're talking Temptation Island, as always, as we do every week. This is one half of the Gavin and a Sonica couple. It is Gavin Rocker. Gavin, how you doing? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, we are four episodes in, episode five, airing tonight. On USA, check it out. Temptation Island. Um, it got a little steamy at the end of last week, to say the least. That's an understatement. <laughs> um, we'll get to. I'll get your thoughts on that a little bit later on. But let's uh, start off with you um, and Asonica. Um, mm-hmm. Just give us a little bit of a backstory on your relationship with Asonica. I can't remember if in your intro with her, if you mentioned how you met. Um, maybe you did, but just give the the, the listeners an idea of how you met Asanika, how long you guys have been together, just the good stuff. Um, Asanika and I, we've been together for about a year and a half or a little over a year and a half. Um, we met initially, you know, we live in Atlanta. They shoot a lot of movies in Atlanta. Yeah. And we met doing like extra work, like background work, you know, just like for some supplemental income. And I saw her on set. She looked really pretty. And um, I shot my shot. I was like, hey, <laughs> what do you do? Who are you? Cause she was so pretty and um, you know, she was trying to play hard to get at first, but after a while she eventually gave in, gave me her number. And um, we had our first date, went to go see black Panther, like, I don't know, a week later or something like that. And the rest is history. Yeah. You know, now we're on temptation. Island. Yeah. I, um, 
as I said to, uh, I think, I think I said to both Ashley's that I've had on, I'm like, Sonica, I mean, she looks, she's a Rihanna clone. I mean, she really looks like Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please don't, don't make your head any bigger than it already is. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, gosh, it's like almost scary how, uh, she really, really <laughs> facially just really close to how Rihanna looks. Um, so what made you come on the show? You're a year and a half into your relationship with with her. Yes. And through four episodes, uh, Sonica, you know, from what we've seen so far, doesn't seem too thrilled to even be there. And, you know, I think, right. even, I think even maybe on tonight's episode, mini spoiler alert, but even says like, hey, he's the one that brought me here. I, I didn't, it wasn't my right. idea. Obviously she had to agree to it, but you came right. up with the idea to do it. Did you watch season one and be like, Hey, this would be good for us. Like what made you come on this show with her? Um, I mean, I actually found out about the show on Instagram and I was like, you know, as soon as I found out, I was like, Hey, we should do it. And the only reason she was cool with it was because she thought we weren't going to get on anyway. So she was like, I mean, that's fine. We can, I'll do it, but you know, we're not going to get on anyway. So it doesn't matter. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, much to her surprise, we actually got on. But my reasoning for doing it was because, you know, she's 30, I'm 26. And, you know, she's kind of getting to that age where we're at that, we're both at the age now where marriage is like a serious topic or a serious possibility. And I thought this show would be a good way for us to overcome our issues and really figure out if we are the right ones for each other. That was the plan. Or that is the plan, I should say. Yeah. So at this point, you're a year and a half in. What would you say before the show started were the biggest issues uh-huh. in your relationship? Um, I'd say the biggest issues were probably communication and trust issues. Um, Didn't you? Yeah. Che- hadn't you cheated? Or am I getting that wrong? Am I mixing you up with one of the other couples? No, no, I mean, you can say I cheated. I did that before we were, you know, technically had a title. Okay. In her mind, we were together. Um, but, you know, I owned up to it. We talked about it. But I also work late nights. So, you know, I do security on the weekends in downtown Atlanta. So I'm surrounded by pretty women all the time. And that kind of causes her to, you know, feel uneasy, yeah. rightfully so. You know, I understand. But, you know, also at the same time, she can be very... um you know, she was a pageant girl. She was Miss Universe. So she can be kind of, she can require a lot of attention or be a little high maintenance at times. And I uh, doesn't really realize that sometimes. So those were the issues we were really trying to figure out. Like, okay, are these just normal red flags or are these something that we should actually end the relationship over? Yeah. And she's a former Miss Virgin Islands, correct? Like 2017, yes, yeah. 2017 I think, or 2016? 2017. 2017. 2017, yes, sir. So the first night... With the singles, uh, when you get there and you meet the singles for the first time, you were the yeah. one that was the com- the comedic relief. I mean, you're cracking jokes at basically everybody. Um, were you? Yeah. Was that more of a um, I don't know a defense mode for you? Did you feel threatened, or were you just having fun, or was there someone no, out there no. you didn't really like? Like you? Were no, like, no, no, no. That was definitely um, no threat there. I was just I was just having fun. You yeah. know, I knew they were making comments. You know, I'm never going to meet these guys. So I'm like, well, you know, let's just have fun. Say a couple jokes here and there. Um, I didn't say any jokes about the females too much because, you know, Sonic is sitting right there. But everything else, you know, I was just kind of like friendly banter. No bad blood. Yeah. So it wasn't anything really negative about uh, about that at all. It was just more of. No, no. Okay. So one thing that I noticed is well, that we've all noticed 
Kareem is a guy that Asanika has been on every date with so far. And so when you met the singles for the first time and you saw the guys up there, those 12 guys, was Kareem someone that stuck out to you that you knew Asanika would be attracted to? Or once you started seeing bonfire clips of, or, I mean, the, the first dates they chose in front of you, but were you surprised when she chose Kareem? No, no, no. Definitely wasn't surprised. I kind of expected that once uh, he introduced himself. You know, um, you know, we both kind of, we kind of, we, we look similar. You know, he has a beard. I have a beard. Yeah. You know, he seems pretty smart. So, you know, I know how she is about guys who are intelligent. So that wasn't, um, it wasn't a big surprise to me. I kind of knew where it was going from there. Okay. And then your first date, um, you had chosen Tanita. Um, yes. And on your first date, you said that, I think she asked you about where is this going with her? with Asanika and you said I don't know if Asanika is the one and that's the clip that was shown to Asanika at the first bonfire when you watched that yeah. back were were you regretting saying that to Tanita no I mean I, I was being honest you know if I felt like she was the one there would be no point in us going on this show and you know apparently obviously it rubbed Asanika the wrong way which I don't understand because you know it wasn't that's why we came here and she knows that yeah. but you know, I guess she took it as like a personal shot towards her character or whatever. And that wasn't my intent. I'm just being honest. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm here because I don't know if she's the one or not yet. Not to mention it was the first date, you know. It's not like it was the last date, and I'm saying that. Like, yeah, I'm still getting my feet wet, you know. Yeah. And uh, on that first bonfire, Asanika's clip that she sees of you is you saying that you or um, she's telling Kareem he doesn't seem interested in – my culture all that much. He's never been to Virgin Islands with me. I've asked him and he's kind of been like, yeah. And then, you know, basically you never gone. Did that right. hurt? Did that hurt watching that back? Or was that, did you feel like, yeah, that was a little bit of a shot. Um, I, I want to say it hurt. It was just kind of, I saw it from a different perspective. I saw it from her perspective. Um, I didn't know it mattered to her as much as it did. I mean, granted we're in America, so it's not like, She's from Alabama, you know. What I'm saying? Like this isn't like a a drive yeah, away. One like, state know, gotta, over, yeah. Yeah, like you got to really have a full, you know, you got to really plan that out. Um, you know, I didn't like while well, she said, you know, she tried to get me to watch the carnival, and I didn't, which is you know that's not true. I actually did pay attention, but either way, I learned like okay, the culture is more important to it than I thought it was. So it was more of, you know, a realization type deal. It wasn't, um, I didn't take it as a shot necessarily. Okay. So it was more of a communicative issue where it just seems like that might've been something that was important to her, but she never expressed it to where you felt it was as important to her until you saw that clip. Right. Exactly. All right. Now at this point, you know, we're, we're a couple episodes in at that point and, um, you know, I don't know who you were vibing with the most uh, of the single women. It's tough to say because your next, <laughs> because your next date was with Medina, who I, you know, she's been, it's been the Rick and Medina show uh, for yes. Rick. Like Rick hasn't been involved with anybody else since uh-huh. the second you guys checked into that villa. So when you asked Medina out, um, I'm curious, did you ask Rick for permission or? No. Okay. No way. No, I mean, because we're in the house with 12 single girls, so we already knew going into it, we can't just go in it and, I mean, well, we shouldn't just, I didn't want to just pick the same person for every day. Mike, now I'm going to get to know everybody. Yeah. And, you know, 
you know, see who's the best person here. I don't just want to put all my eggs in one basket because you don't know how that's going to work out. Um, yeah, you know, Rick, Rick and Medina, they had the first date. Rick went with Sam on his second date, and I chose Medina. So, you know, we're just – that's all it was. It was just like, okay, let me see what you're about. We haven't spent that much time together. Let me just see. One thing I forgot to ask you about, Tanita, were you aware out there on the island that she had dated Romeo for two years? I did not find that out until, like, after the fact, like, like late, like super late in the process. Oh, super late in the process. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. I just knew she was Miss Oregon. Yeah, she was Miss Oregon. Um, and then with Medina, it definitely, we, when you guys went paragliding, that was rather humorous. Um, <laughs> were you scared? Yeah. Well, I mean, were you legit scared? Is that your first time ever paragliding? Dude. Yeah, I'm I'm scared of heights. Like I don't even like roller coasters. Oh, okay. So yeah. I remember when we, when we first landed and I saw people parasailing. I'm like, well, I know that's one thing I'm not going to do out here. And lo and behold, that was our second date. And I'm like, great. Now I can't say no because <laughs> I'm on this show and they paid for it already. So yeah, and I was super terrified. And then the instructor who was helping us, he didn't make it any better by telling me. You know, I was telling him I felt comfortable over the water because I was like, oh, well, at least this is going to be a softer landing. And he was like, no, you're actually going to be so high that no matter how you hit the water, you will die. <laughs> I was like, that's, oh, great. That's comforting to hear. So, that, yeah, that just that, that took all confidence out of me. I was done. I already knew, like, okay, yeah, this is going to be a bad moment for me. So, but it's all good. So the date itself, was there anything romantically with Medina, or did you feel like her mind was on Rick? Um. Okay, so this is what they don't show on the show, yeah. but me and Medina, we, we kind of, she was interested in me, but we, we kind of butted heads a lot. We got in a few arguments. Over? And, um, just over, uh, like, for example, the first date, she was like, Gavin, I thought you were going to pick me, and you chose Tanita. And I was like, well, Rick had the first pick. You were already gone. I couldn't pick you. But we got in arguments over stuff like that, and... um. I just want him to date because I'm like, yo, we argue too much. Let's just see if we can have a, a peaceful outing and at least just come to an understanding and, you know, figure this thing out. So I wasn't going to, I'm not going to say it was super romantic. It was just more of us getting to know each other better and understanding each other's perspectives. That's really what it was about. Gotcha. Um, I've asked all the other people that I've had on Ashley and um, Rick and Ashley and Casey, um, mm-hmm. their first impressions of the other couples when, when you got, to the island so i'm gonna i want to ask you the same thing um start off <laughs> start off with uh, ashley uh g and and rick what when you got to the island and we're talking to mark and just kind of mingling with them the other couples yeah. what was your first impression of ashley and rick um ashley and rick rick seemed like a fun guy he seemed like pretty nice pretty um you know he's still even though he's like grown he still had like this childhood like innocence about him and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Ashley G, she seemed, she seemed like a kind of perfect fit for Rick, honestly. I'm like, I can see why y'all are together. Y'all are both fun. Y'all are both funny. You know, that's that's the basic idea I got from those two. And then what about Ashley and Casey? Ashley and Casey. When we first got there, that was actually that's not like the favorite couple. Like, we talked and joked around with them the most. Because um, I feel like me and Casey have similar personalities as far as our sense of humor is concerned. So we were constantly keeping everyone laughing. And, um, you know, Ashley and Sonica, they, they, they blended pretty well initially too. And they actually seemed like one of the most, uh, secure couples there. You know, when we first met them, I was thinking like, yo, they, these guys, you know, 
looking at them, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, these guys are definitely going to make it to the end. Yeah. And then um, Kate and Dave, and that, I want to when I say Kate and Dave, I'm almost thinking now that you mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, kind of similar to you and Asanika in that the woman is, you know, Kate's six years older than Dave, Asanika's four years older yeah. than you, almost in the same yeah. age range. She's 34, 28, you guys are 30 and 26. So I want to say yeah. that maybe you saw that as a little similarity between the two, you two couples. It's funny because in my head, I didn't even think it was that close. I was like, mm. yeah, Sonic is older than me, but Kate's like way older than David. But now that you say it that way, I'm like, yeah, that's only two years. But um, yeah, I, I never really looked at it that way. Um, Kate and Dave, when we first met them, they were like super quiet. Like they didn't really interact with the other couples that much. Yeah. And I didn't know how to take it. I was like, you know, do they not want to talk? Is it like a is it like a bougie type thing or what's the deal here? But after, you know, after once, after a while, we slowly got warmed up and you just kind of realized that's just Kate's personality. She's not just going to be super over the top and bubbly, nor in Davis, not either. That's just not how they are. So, um, yeah, yeah but no, they're, they're super cool people, though. Yeah, Dave certainly has just a very, as, as Casey has said and as Rick has said, just very monotonous in the way he speaks. Doesn't seem to get too excited yeah. about anything. Doesn't seem to get too yeah. low about anything. Just the way he right. is, you know. Not, yeah, like not, not the most excitable guy. <laughs> yeah. No, and that's and I laugh about that all the time with my friends. Like, even when he had um, you know, like the little threesome scene with Peyton and Sam, he's he's just being so monotone. Like, hey, Peyton, take your clothes off. Hurry up. <laughs> I'm like, like, are you excited or not? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the threesome scene real quick. Um, yeah. First off, did you know it happened? Did you know what was going on while it was happening? Like, did you see two girls disappear and be like, oh, I think Sam and Peyton are with Dave right now? No. Okay. No, okay, so this was this was the blackout party, so everyone was blacked out. And I mean that literally. Yeah. And towards the end of the night, I saw David and Sam in the shower. That's the part I walked by, and I'm like, oh. Dave and Sam are in the shower, but I was so blacked out at the time. I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to get to my room. Like, I can't do it anymore. But um, no, I heard about Peyton coming in there later on, like the next day. I was like, oh, both of them were in there? So I wasn't aware at the time. I just thought it was a David and Sam thing. Okay. Um, I don't know what you can and can't say. Dave really – Dave took to social media Thursday night and was very vocal about stuff. Uh, in regards uh-huh. to, you know, this, you know, it's my actions really hurt somebody, but there's so much you didn't see. And I, I'm just confused on what he's talking about because, yes, we're very aware editing can chop up things that you say, but visual, yeah. visually there was two women in his bed and they were both naked. I don't know what he's trying to defend. Do you know what exactly he's talking about? Um. Honestly, you would have to ask him that. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, like you said, they're both in there, and neither, I don't, and neither of them have clothes on. There's that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't know what. Have you spoke with him yet? No, Dave. Not? I have not spoken oh. with yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You would have to ask him. He was trying to defend with that. Um, I think Probably. one of the things that I, one of the things that I kind of picked up on, maybe, um, based on what he had posted on his Instagram, and then subsequently deleted since is um i think you know we see two naked women in a bed with a guy and he was just showering with one of them i think people uh, jump to the conclusion that 
he had sex with one or both of them. And I think he's trying to say, like, I didn't. Which, look, I don't think the show even, I don't think the word sex is even brought up when we watch tonight's episode. Um, and I don't think Dave ever says it. You know, I think Dave will just say, you'll see him say tonight, it's just like, things got wild. You know, things got pretty crazy yeah. last night. And he um, obviously is, uh, you know, we're going to see in these next few episodes how this threesome knowing that it's going to get shown to Kate at a bonfire, uh, you know, affects him. So I guess right. that's it. Maybe he's just trying to say, look, I know what you're all thinking that, you know, <laughs> you know, I had sex with two women at the same time or whatever, took turns, but that's, right. that's not what happened. And if that's not what happened, that's fine. But I don't think it still takes away exactly. Put it this way, whether yeah, he had no. sex with them or not, there's no way Kate's going to be like, oh, well, as long as you didn't have sex with them, it's fine what you did. Like, Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a fair assessment because, I mean, out of everything that happened, that's it. That's the only thing left that could be misconstrued yeah. is whether or not they have sex or not. But everything else is like right in front of your face. It's concrete. Yeah. No. Okay. That's and that's what I think where we're at. And I'm, I'm fine. I never even. It's funny because, you know, when we saw the clip of, um, of Ashley and KB, we were very clear of what was going on between them. Like it was. Oh, very. It, it was obvious. And then, and then after the fact, they talked about being intimate or whatever. Um, yeah. With Dave and Sam and Peyton, there's never any um, insinuation that sex is happening. We don't see him on top of one of them and, you know, the cover's going up and down. Yeah. Like, we don't see that. So, yeah, I can see right. where he says that. But I don't. it's like he's fighting that battle of, hey, I didn't have sex, but it's almost like, yeah, but you did something you basically said that was never going to happen. I think Kate and Dave's rules before the show was – you know, not, I don't even want you holding hands with anybody. And then that happens. Right. You know, so exactly. that's, that's where he's at. But in, in terms of rules, what were, what were you and Asanika's rules going into this? What rules did you lay out for each of you? Our rules were, um, no kissing. Well, we kind of varied on the kissing, but I was saying, you know, don't continue a kiss. Cause I know someone can just lean in and start kissing. Yeah. But she was saying no kissing period. And we also agreed to not have anyone, in our beds. Okay. Those are our rules. All right. And, you know, we'll see going forward um, if you guys abide by those rules. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, we haven't we haven't seen that happen for either of you yet. Um, you yeah. know, she's playing games with Kareem about, you know, elbow length and shoulder length and all this stuff about how close he can get to her. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, you know, one thing going forward, um, I know you can't, you know, we're not going to have you give away anything about, of the show, but going forward from here on out, um, for you, I guess, what was the experience like? Was it, was it, even though you knew what you were getting into when you went through it after a month, were you like, that was not at all what I expected? (laughs) Um, I would say it was a lot more difficult than I expected. Hmm. Um, you know, it's still a TV, like in my head, I thought it would be like, you know, you just wake up every day in this house and you just kind of just whatever happens, happens like no sort of structure. But with it being like a TV show, there's actually like, you know, legit structure. You got camera guys following you everywhere. Like it was a lot more, I guess, technical than I thought it was. But um, and it was a lot more difficult too, like physically exhausting. Like it's that, that stuff looks fun, but partying and doing all that stuff for, you know, a whole month, that's. It can be very draining. I'm sure one other aspect of it that you 
probably were not used to is I'm assuming for 30 days straight at numerous times during the day, you had to talk about your feelings as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the feelings being asked the same questions, you know, what brought you here? How do you feel now? And it's weird because your, your feelings kind of constantly evolve. And I also didn't expect like to bond with everybody in the house the way that we all did. You know, I guess when you're stuck and it was kind of like a luxurious prison for a month, but you have no phone, no TV, no nothing. So yeah. you have no choice but to kind of bond with these people. And um, that was a pleasant surprise too, though. I mean, you you see Casey, Rick, and Dave being lifelong friends, I'm assuming? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, because there's no one else I can talk to about that experience Yeah. other than them, you know, aside from the guys from season one. But, you know, it was, it's, it's a little different when those guys were in the trenches with you, yeah. so to speak. And I think, um, you know, going forward, obviously we'll see how this all plays out. And, um, you know, we've got a reunion show this year, which uh, recently taped. Um, I think that this is uh, – it's, um, you know – I, I think people are really into the season so far, and um, you know I'm curious to see where you and Sonica's journey ends up because I really you know don't know. I'm starting to piece together things that I'm seeing and you know kind of just whispers and I'm hearing about, but nothing for sure. I don't know, uh, and I certainly don't know what happened at the at the reunion taping. But um, would you say that uh, overall this experience was? I'm trying to say like good for you, but I don't want you to possibly give anything away. Um, I'm trying to think of what's, what's the best what's way for regret? you to say, yeah. Like, do you regret doing something like this? No, I don't definitely don't regret it. Um, you learn, I've learned a lot of things about myself from this experience. And even though you go on this show as a couple, it's still an individual journey. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. or realize, I know I didn't initially. And, um, no, I mean, like you grow in certain ways, you mature, you see how your personality is like with other people, like how other people perceive you. That was huge for me. And it just kind of makes you a well-rounded person and um, gives you excellent exposure, you know, and it's um, definitely something that'll change you forever. But I don't regret it at all. You know, I embrace the change. I embrace the growth, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. I have no regrets. Have people that have known you back home since you've been back and that have been watching the show oh. said like, wow, you know, Gavin, I didn't, I didn't know you were this way or I didn't know this about you or something like that. Have people been commenting about that? Um, no, nah, not yet. I mean, cause everyone knows me. Like, you know, with me, you pretty much, what you see is what you get. Yeah. No secrets here. But, um, no, nah, I mean, everything's been pretty much consistent. Um, you know, we'll see if they feel that way once the season <laughs> is over. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak too soon. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we're all we're all watching. And uh, tonight uh, on USA Temptation Island, uh, episode five uh, airing tonight. So, Gavin, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. We'll definitely be watching. And uh, when this is all over, we'll have you back on again to uh, finally dive into the stuff that we weren't able to, you know, hint at uh, in this episode. But uh, we'll definitely have you on at the end of the season. Thanks for coming on, man. Yes, sir. Steve, thanks for having me. You got it. Thank you so much to Gavin for that. Um, good guy, funny guy, and I think watching tonight's episode, um, you'll see more of his personality and just the craziness of this show. It's such an entertaining show, Temptation Island, because 
you know, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Bachelor fan and Bachelorette, and you've watched that for years. But um, if you're not watching Temptation Island, and this has nothing to do with me, um, you know, teaming with them the last two seasons, it's really a good show because these are real relationships. You know, anytime you watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, you're just like, okay, are these people on for, you know, just Instagram followers? And trust me, I'm sure there are people that went on Temptation Island, some of the singles, and maybe even some people in the couples that just want notoriety. However, they were, they were in a relationship. They didn't just make up the fact that, uh, you know, Gavin and Asanika or Dave and Kate are, they're not two actors hired to pretend they're in a relationship so they could be on Temptation Island and have all this shit happen. These are real couples. Now, you might question why any solid couple would ever go on the show, and that's a valid argument to make. However, you have to look past that. They've already gone on it. They've already filmed it. It's over and done with. So focus on what actually happens out there. And you realize that I think a lot of these people just maybe think it's going to be easier than it is, but it certainly isn't as we all can see. But um, episode five tonight, uh, very interesting. And then uh, you're going to start seeing some stuff. As I mentioned at the end of the Gavin interview, they taped the reunion show. I believe it was this past weekend. Um, I don't know what happened. But um, as I mentioned in the interview with him as well, I'm I'm kind of seeing some things. I don't know anything for sure. I'm just making my own personal guesses based off of social media. And I could be right. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, in terms of like the details of what went down out there in Maui, I have no idea. But like where people may stand right now just based on social media, I think I... I think I can probably guess on a couple of them, not all four. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I'm, I hope you're enjoying these Temptation Island um, people that are coming on. I mean, I, I, last year it was a little bit different. We just had Casey on every week. One week we had on Evan midseason, but it was basically Casey every week. This time you're getting to know all these people on a kind of a different level. Since we had Gavin on this week, I'm sure we'll have a Sonica on uh, next week. And then Dave and Kate after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is it's a lot of fun getting to know these people and their experience. I know it's kind of tough to talk to them because stuff hasn't aired and they don't want to give anything away. I get that. But it's still nice to get to know them. That's why I kind of want to get a little bit more of their background of their relationship with the person they came on the show with. You know, so we had Ashley H and Casey on. We had Ashley G and Rick on Gavin today, Asanika probably next week. So, yeah, I hope I really hope you're enjoying these. You just got to understand as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it's just really tough now with Bachelor people. It just is. Um, I'm obviously public enemy number one to that show. They're really cracking down on these people doing podcasts. I've heard that from a few of them. They're like, yeah, I'll do it, but we have to wait. Uh, they're really cracking down on us and only allowing us to do certain ones. And I'm like, great. I'm certainly not at the front of that list. I'm certainly not 50th on that list either, so sucks but what can you do so we're going to interview we're going to talk to other people we're going to have still have bachelor people on maybe people that were on two or three seasons ago that were just not um you know obviously not under contract or anything anymore and that the, that abc really won't care about that come on my podcast so stay tuned we're gonna have some good ones coming up for you anyway thank you all for tuning in to podcast number 155 for gavin rocker i'm reality steve we will talk to you next week see you